just talk to him for a moment. Father, we just want to say we love you, Father. We praise you. Lord, there's truly none like you, Father. How great thou art, Lord. How worthy you are to be praised. We're so thankful, Father, for your presence, Lord, that you're here with us, leading us, guiding us, Lord, ministering to us, strengthening us. Lord, we have a shoulder we can lean on in our times of trials and tribulations. Lord, not we can look back many times and we can see just one set of footprints in the sand. Lord, where you even picked us up and carried us through the way, Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, right now for every victory, Lord, every heart that's been moved towards you, every life that's been touched. Lord, we thank you for your presence that's fell, Lord, in these meetings and seeing you, Lord, move and sweep your people, Lord, and prepare them for a rapture and prepare them, gather them together for a place, Lord, to leave this world. God, we praise you. We thank you. Lord, this service this morning, we commit into your hands. We love you, and we ask that you would just come and you would speak, Lord, and you would touch and you would minister. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Uh, we just want to say we thank you and appreciate you for understanding. It's been a while since we've had to shut down the mezzanine, uh, but we got so many out this morning and uh, some meetings, and we understand there's... Um, wonderful presence of God that's been moving and touching lives. and We're thankful for that. Amen. Brother Tim there in Phoenix, Brother Ron Peterson's, and and Lord's been just really moving there. And then that youth meeting there in Pawnee, Oklahoma, we sure appreciate Brother Wendell and his burden for the young people. And amen. And have, it's not easy to do something like that. And as we know, we're, we're, we're coming, you know, I was talking to Brother Tim today as we're trying to uh, make adjustments and things we're having to do for our youth camp. It almost seems like we're starting all over again because it's been several years since we've been able to have it. But amen. So bear with us in that, that it's going to take a little bit to get the axles greased up again and the motor oil changed out and all that good stuff. And and so, uh, but we're looking for a wonderful time in the Lord. And Lord willing, Brother Ron, Brother Andrew Spencer will be there and Brother, Brother Donnie Reagan as well. So looking for a good time. You can turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. also want to say we had a wonderful day yesterday. Uh, we've, we've had this week to work through all the mud and the, and the rain that hit us on Monday and Tuesday. And, and uh, we had three men that showed up from Pennsylvania. Um, right now they're backslid Amish. Maybe one day they'll be saved Amish. Amen. But uh, they showed up and they put this building together and it's a very lovely place. And, and uh, in the coming weeks, we'll be getting the rest of the concrete done and dressing up and hopefully be able to dedicate it pretty soon. And so we appreciate the brothers that was able to come yesterday and clean up around here and help us with all the mud and things and the dirt dauber nest and the bird nest and things that was on the building, the ugly stains that Brother, Brother Aaron was speaking about you know, life as it tries to take back over. And, and so uh, we, we was able to get a lot done yesterday, and we appreciate every effort and everyone that was able to come. Amen. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 14 <clears throat> says, Ye are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. 
Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Amen. We'll let you be seated today. I've been on this subject or thought of light, and I'd like to continue on it this morning. On ye are the light. Ye are the light. You know, we're witnessing each passing generation, and really, as we get further along in this, it seems like every passing day is progressively getting darker. You know, with each generation, it seems to be 10 times worse than it was the previous generation. Uh, As we see sin begin to very rapidly, as it were, a snowball, as it gathers, amen, as it rolls down a hill, it goes faster and faster, but it also gathers more and more. And we can see that sin is more than it's ever been. It's, we, we see the, the, the realms of Sodom and Gomorrah as it's coming into this very openly and very expressed uh, to where, you know, uh, we got a, a man that wants to act like a woman, amen, swimming against women and, and, and acting like he's done something. Uh, you know, and you just see even more and more senseless murders and, and things that are taking place. Men and, and people in this age getting more and more violent. And why has all this happened is because they refuse to turn to the light. And when you refuse to turn to light, you go into outer darkness. And then we see this nation has gotten dark very rapidly, amen, since rejecting the light of the word. And, and you know, Brother Brandon would talk about it in Shalom. You know, he says, those who will not turn to light, there's only one thing that will happen. You're going to go darker and darker as the years go on. Now, this is in 64. So here we are um, almost uh, 60 years later. And, and we can definitely say day by day, it has gotten darker and darker. Year by year, it's gotten darker and darker darker. He said, but to those who will turn to the light, you will get brighter and brighter. Amen. And it's very, it's a, it's very obvious what takes place because the darker it is, the brighter light shines. And so, and, but not just that, but the light will begin to grow and grow and become brighter and brighter until that perfect day that we're looking for. Amen. His appearing where all darkness will fade away. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that day. That there'll be no more darkness, there'll be no more sin, uh, and you can go into all kinds of things of, in that nature. There'll be no more worries, no more fears, no more sickness, no more sorrow, no more parting, no more darkness. It'll all fade away. And he said, that's the reason I can say even right now, as I'm li- and Brother Brandon was looking at the oncoming darkness, uh, it would begin to be, it would look so dark to him that even he as a prophet could, would say, I, I just don't see how it can last past 1977. Because he couldn't see past the darkness that was there. And, and, and here we are now, uh, uh, what is that, 30 years, almost 30 years past that, or 40 years past that, 77. Amen. It's, and here we are living in the time, the past what he couldn't even see as a prophet. Amen. So it's very dark. And, but he said, looking at the darkness, looking at that, he said, I can, that's why I can say to the church of the living God, Shalom. Because we are his lights. 
And Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. Now, there was a message, there was a shout, there was a calling out of darkness, amen, not just to stand in the light, but to become the light, amen, to become connected to the source, as we spoke about the last time on the source of light, amen, this is where you would see, we can read many scriptures about this in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 8, amen, he says, ye were sometimes darkness, but now ye are light in the Lord, walk as children of light, so we were one at time in a dark place, many of us could look back and we could say, yes, I was in a dark place, I, I lived in a dark place, I, I come from a dark place, but thank God I'm no longer in that dark place. But light has dawned upon me in my life, and now I'm walking not as a child of darkness, but as a child of light. And the light of God is growing and moving in my life. Colossians 1 and verse 12 says, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. Amen. Has translated us unto the kingdom of his dear son. So, amen. We were in darkness and, and we were living in darkness, but he delivered us from the power that held us in darkness. And not only he delivers from the power that held us in darkness, he put a power in us, amen, to give us light, amen, to in a dark world. And so we can also see in 1 Peter 2 and verse 9, he says, ye are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous life, which in times past ye were not a people, but are now the people of God. In times, in other words, in times past you were not the people of God. Amen. I called people, but now you are the people of God, which had once not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. It's a wonderful thing to know. Amen. We're a people that has obtained mercy. That in a time that, that people are rejecting mercy, they're turning away truth, they're, they're turning away light, and they're moving on towards darkness. There's a people that has obtained mercy. They've accepted the mercy of Almighty God, and they're not moving towards darkness, but they're moving towards light. They're not moving towards hell, but they're moving towards eternal life. Amen. There's a people here that's not going to go down in the darkness of Laodicea. See ya, and it's going to get so dark. I mean, one day the light, last light's going to go out, and it's going to be complete, utter darkness. But there's a people that's the lights being gathered, and they're being moved from this realm to another place. Amen, we can see here, amen, we know there's seven dimensions. We're living in this middle portion. Brother Brandon would describe it. There's three above us and there's three beneath us. And he said, in this, he said, I want to give you a little picture. There's a stream of life that we're living in. It's a dark stream. He talks about it being very dark. He said, but in this little channel... <clears throat> There dwells mortal beings. And he said, and there's a lot of darkness. There's a mass of folly and, and a mass, he'd call it, we'd call it gaiety and, and devils and blackness and streaks. But every once in a while, you'll see a light. Every once in a while you see a light. He said, but see, all of that darkness and all that streaks and gaiety and carrying on, devil's getting people. He said, oh, they might dress fine. They might be highly cultured as they can be, polished scholars, but still the devil. He said, but there in that darkness is little born-again believers sitting in there. There's little lights here and there, he would say. He said, you know, another place he would say, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't 
Don't let anybody ever tell you anything else. He raised from the dead. He lives tonight supremely. And wherever two or three are gathered together, I'll be in their midst. Amen. Amen. We ought to say praise the Lord this morning. Amen. I'll be in their midst no matter how small the church is. I'll be there. He can't lie. He will not lie. He never lied before and he never will lie. He said, but on this street that we're living in where mortals live, mortals are influenced from an outside world. He said, I would, should understand by the grace of God. He said, I deal with spirits. He said, I, I know what I'm speaking of. He said, when we look to this dark mass of gaiety, Amen, a folly, of party, and, and, you know, but darkness. Every once in a while, you'll see a little light burning. Hallelujah. Amen. You'll see a little light burning. Amen. Just like the, it's on your table. Lights today, like lights on your table. Lights burning. He said, that's Christians in darkness giving light. Hallelujah. And it can get as dark as it wants to, but it'll never put out the light. The only time this light is going to go out is when this light is moved from this mass of darkness into eternal light. Hallelujah. Amen. So every devil in hell can gather its forces. It can gather everything it wants. It can gather all the sin it wants together. It can gather all the doubt it wants together. It can gather all the fear it wants together. It'll never put out that little light that's shining yonder and shining yonder and shining yonder. It can blow against it. It can howl against it. It can push against it. But it'll never put out the light. The only way this light is going out is getting taken out by the the presence of Almighty God. And he would say up above us is the Holy Spirit. Amen. There's the realms of the Holy Spirit. There's the realms of the angels. And then there's God himself. And he said below, amen, there's devils and, and, and there's, or there's the place where Jesus went and ministered to the souls that are lost in prison. He said then there's devils and then there's hell. So there's three above us and there's three above us. He would call it the trinity of heaven and the trinity of hell. He said so the darkness is being influenced from somewhere. There's a connection that has taken place in this realm of life that we're living in. That darkness that's here is being, connect, is being connected from somewhere. He said when the, de- when the spirits of evil are showed out upon people, they're being influenced from somewhere. There is a connection that is there. Give me a little bit more. There is a connection that is there. Amen. That they're, they're, they're pulling from this. Something is feeding that desire. Something is pushing that desire. Something is pushing. Listen, people are not becoming what they're becoming because they want to become what they want to become. People are becoming what they're becoming because there's an influence that is influencing their lives. There's a connection that is taking place and they're being drawn. They're drawing from a source. Amen. Homosexuals are drawing from a, for, a, for, from a source. They're, they're not, they, they, you know, they say, well, I just want to be what I want to be. They're being what demons want them to be. Amen. You know, nobody can be what they want to be. You're influenced from one way or another. You're connected from one place or another. Amen. You know, people, they got this idea, well, I'm going to be what I want to be. No, you'll never be what you want to be. Amen. He said, there's darkness. He said, a sinner influenced by a spirit because he has a spirit. 
But if the wrong influence, there's a wrong influence, there's a wrong that gives influence and a right that gives influence. And those who are dominated with blackness and separation and things of that nature are dominated from the underworld of devils. But the first thing you know, he said, you're going another place, a whole conglomeration of blackness and darkness, but there's these little lights flashing off and burning. He said, that's a Christian born again light. You are a light that's set on a hill. <laughs> Do you notice where he put you on a hill? He wants the whole world to see you. Amen, a candle that's set in a room that gives light to all the room. That's what a Christian is among darkness. You're supposed, you're supposed to shine when it's dark. If you're not shining and people don't know a difference, that means you ain't got much light. If you're fitting in with the world and they don't think, they don't notice that you're a Christian and they don't, they don't notice anything different about you, that means you don't have much light. You're blending in with what's around you. You're becoming what's around you. And pretty soon you won't be able to tell, is that this one or who is that? What is that? I see nothing but darkness. But when there's a light burning on the inside of you, it don't take much to realize there's something different about you. Amen. They're not like all these other people. Amen. I want to, I believe that even a light tabernacle ought to be a church, that there's something different about that church. They ain't like all the other churches. They don't, they don't do like, they don't worship like all the other churches. Amen. There's something about them that's different. What is it? There is an influence. Same as there's a spirit from the underworld that's influencing people and you see it on their bodies, you see it on their actions, you see it in their thoughts, you see it in murders and rapes and every kind of thing. They're being influenced from another world. But so is this light. This light is also connected to another world and is pushing the energy or the life down into that light. Why do I act like that? I can't help it because I'm connected to a source. I'm connected to a body. Hallelujah. The wicked or the unbeliever is influenced from beneath, from hell. There's evil powers. It goes again to about, it, about the trinity of, of hell and all the things that are there. And then it goes into the influence of the upper world. Amen. He said the Christians are also influenced by spirit too. The Holy Spirit. So there must be a connection that takes place. To have this light, there has to be a connection to a source or you'll never have light. As we've been talking about it, these light bulbs are worthless if they're not connected to a source that helps produce the light. Amen, they're nothing but something, a piece of plastic or a little bit, a piece of whatever that makes it up. Amen, it's lifeless. It has no, no, no heating ability. It has nothing unless it's connected to a source, a source of strength. And Brother Brandon will talk about being the, the candle and the lighting of the candle. And he says, you cannot receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost without having experience when it happens. He said, well, you said, well, I believe every speck of the word. Well, then the word is laying there waiting for the Holy Spirit to light it or to make it work. But it takes the lighting of the candle. 
here's a candle with a wick in it. And with all the tallow, everything around it, and the wick looking just as pretty. But until the fire comes upon it, it'll never shine. No matter how perfect the candle is, no matter how pretty the candle is, or how beautiful the candle is, it's got to be lit to burn. I mean, that's that's pretty simple. But when you believe and you're made up of the instructions of what the Holy Spirit is and things, love, joy, peace, long suffering, the fruits of the Spirit, it'll bear out. But until that Holy Spirit with a fiery experience comes down and lights that candle, then you hadn't received the Holy Ghost. Well, I believe the word. Well, have you had the experience coming down and lighting your candle? You can go out there on that building out there we just put up. It's a beautiful building. Looks lovely. I mean, everything looks so pretty and everything. And there's wires hanging down from it. You can grab them wires right now and you can touch them to your tongue. If you trust me. (laughs) They've never been connected up to the source yet. They look like wires, they act like wires in in the sense of of having the copper and the coating and the white and the black and the neutral and the ground and, and the hot wire and the yellow covering and they got it all. But there's no life inside of it. But there's going to come a day that if you walk up there and put it to your tongue, you're going to feel something. There's going to be something that takes place or you can put it to your hands, wherever. There's going to be a life inside that wire. Amen. And it'll do something. It'll, it'll illuminate a fan. It'll illuminate, amen, a light. It'll, it'll bring something to life. But until it's connected to the source, it's nothing but dead works. We work to put it up. We work to put it there. And we've done this and we've done that. But until it's connected to a source, it'll never turn a fan. It'll never make a light burn. It'll never make nothing work. And that's the same thing with the word of God. You can put it all there. You can put it all together. You can have it down pat. You can quote it backwards, upwards, upside down, every kind of way. But until you are connected to the source, it'll never work. But when it's connected to the source, it'll work every time. It'll heal the sick. It'll save the lost. It'll turn the backslider back to repentance. It'll destroy the works of the devil. It'll cast Satan out. Has to be a connection. A match. It, It has to touch the wick. You can light the match, you can have the match burning, but it will never make that candle burn until you touch it. Has to be a touch, a connection made. Amen. We can see in Acts chapter two and verse one. So when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with all one, accord, all, all one accord in one place and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. Oh, yes. Come on. Yes. Right. See, the Lord wanted more than to just lead you by fire. I mean, he has the pillar of fire. It's still here. Amen. It's still witnesses. It's still being witnessed. But he didn't want the the fire on the outside of you. He wanted to put it on the inside of you. Amen. That same tongue, that same pillar of fire. And it sat upon each of them. So there was a connection that was made. 
Amen. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And we have the same opportunity to be connected to the same source. Amen. Amen. Well, well, let me read it to you. Padma's vision. How thrilling it is to think of those seven lamps drawing life and light from the resource of that main bowl because they had their their wicks dipped into it. Each church-age messenger is depicted here. His life is on fire with the Holy Ghost. His wick, his life has been immersed in Christ. Though that wick, through that wick, he is drawing the very life of Christ and that life is giving light to the church. What kind of light is he giving? The very same light that lit the first lamp. And right on down through every age. And the last day messenger, the same life, the same life is manifested by life, is hid with Christ in God. You say, well, that's wonderful. Every messenger, hallelujah. Not only do we speak thus of the messengers, but every true believer is dramatically depicted here too. <laughs> they are all drawing from the same source. Well, so I wish I was back in the I wish I was back in the days of Paul. I wish I was back in the days of, of one of the messengers. I wish I was sixty years ago, and I could have that. You can have the same source. We have the, the, the ability to dip our lives in the same source. And when the first life was dipped in this source, and those hundred and twenty began to feel that surge of power. How many has ever heard, felt a surge of just electrical power? How many has ever been shocked? Well, it looks like almost 100% of us. If you hadn't, you ought to try it. <laughs> It'll light your life. <laughs> Squeal, holler, scream, carry on like a madman. Think about that, you're trying to get loose from it. Amen, because there's a, it, don't, it don't exactly feel good. But I guarantee you, you know there's some, there's some life there. And I guarantee you, have an experience, when you've had that experience, you don't ever have to question it again. You don't have to, have to look at it and say, well, was it there? Well, did it really happen? No, I know it was happen- it happened. I was there when it happened. I felt it surge through my body. I felt it illuminate me. I I was there. And you wonder why we get a little emotional? You wonder why we scream and shout and we get to running around? You grab a hold of this wire one time for yourself, then you'll know why. You grab it for yourself, and then you'll understand why somebody gets so overwhelmed they can't hold it no more, and they begin to shout the praises of Almighty God. Why? It ain't some 120 volt they got a hold of. They got a hold of the throne of Almighty God, and the source of life is pulsating in their body. You grab a hold of it, and then you'll know why we shout. You'll know why we run. You'll know why there's something on. Well, I just ain't emotional. Let's find out. How many says that? Oh, ain't nobody going to raise their hand right now. If I get somebody to raise your hand that says, I ain't emotional. Okay, let's grab something, some metal, let's stick it in one of them plugs right over there. Let's see, if, you, if you're not emotional, that means you're dead. 
You know where you belong? In a morgue. Maybe in a seven, six foot grave. Pushing up daisies because apparently you're dead. Or apparently there's something wrong with your body that has no receptors. Amen. You know, there's actually people. There's actually, I was talking about this yesterday. There's actually a, um, a, a disease that goes that actually can attack your body to where you can't feel electricity. Well, don't the devil know how to do stuff? You can't feel it. You can't, it doesn't do anything. There's been people that they hooked them up to prods and things and they just sit there and act like ain't nothing happening. And if you got hooked up to it, you'd be shouting, you'd be carrying on because there's a receptor inside of you that said, hey, there's something happening there that ain't supposed to happen. Now we're talking about physically. Amen. But what's also in the physical realm is also in the spiritual realm. There's also a spiritual disease, apparently, that gets on people's souls and lives until the presence of God can fall and their receptors are so tore up by that spirit that they cannot react because they don't know it's even happening. Hey, man, I, I heard a story of a man that, that could stand there, and I, I don't know if you've ever tried it. It hurts. How many, how many mechanics or people that wants to be a mechanic or thought about being a mechanic, and this changed your mind? Grab a hold of a spark plug, spark plug wire, and pull it off of there and just see if, let me see if there's a little spark. Pull that engine, and you got a hold of that metal on the end, end of that dude, it'll light you up. It'll make you jump, it'll make you shout, it'll make you scream, might run around that mower or whatever you're working on. It causes what, man? It hurt. But I've heard of men that was able to hold a car running and pull a spark plug off and hold it to their hand and not even feel it. And another person walk up and say, how you doing? He reach over there and touch them on the nose and a blue flame, leave his finger and hit him right on the nose. And he felt it. Jump back and scream and say, what do you think you're doing? His receptors wasn't messed up. Come on, somebody. Amen. I don't want to say, God, electrify my life. Whatever's got to be. If you got to go in there and you got to change the whole makeup of me, whatever you got to do, I want to know when the presence of God is falling. I want to know when the power of God is moving in his people. I want to be able to respond to it. Every true believer is dramatically depicted here. They are all drawing from the same source. Because they all have to be dipped in the same bowl. And they're dead to themselves and their lives are hid in Christ and God. They're sealed in by the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 4, grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Whereby you're sealed into the day of redemption. Now, no man can pluck them out of his hand. Their lives cannot be tampered with. Take that devil! No man can pluck them out of his hand. Their lives cannot be tampered with. The visible life is burning and shining and giving light and manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And the inner invisible life is hidden in God and fed by the Lord's word. Satan cannot touch them. Oh, praise the Lord. Satan cannot touch them. Not even death can touch them. For death has lost its sting. And the grave has lost its victory. Thanks be to God, we have the victory in Christ Jesus our Lord. But there has to be a connection. There has to be a source. There has to be something to draw from. 
every person in this line of life. If we get, I'm trying to get the picture as a line, and it's a, the river of life. Every person in that body, or in that body of water, we could say it like that, is connected to something. Every person. Look at your neighbor and say, every person. Everyone. Everyone, seven billion right now upon the earth is connected to a source. Up above us is heaven and heavenly things all the way up to God. Down below is darkness. It's regions of the lost, demons, and hell. And everyone in this life is connected to one or the other. And your eternal destination rests on where you're connected to. Now there is proof in this life already and and now in this church that there were some here sitting here, many of us, all of us, because we was all born in sin shaped. Let me get that right. All of us were born born in sin shaped in iniquity. So we came into this life channel connected from below. But there was a power that broke the connection. And once that, bro- that connection is broke, I want you to understand something. It don't ever have to be connected again. Now, it can be connected again, and it has been connected again, but it don't have to be connected again. But there's another power that wants to connect to you and to push life into your body, life into your soul, life into your thoughts, life into your work, life into your everyday life. Amen. Light pushing out. John chapter 15 and verse 5 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. Now, let me add, uh, this, is very, this is all very simple this morning, but we read that and we just skim over it. As far as I know, in my limited education, maybe there's somebody with a higher education here, but unless that branch has been cut off, it's connected to the vine. So the life of that, that vine is flowing through the branch. And Brother Brandon would talk about the, the, the uh, citrus tree that he saw with all the different fruits on it. And there, you can actually take other lives of the same kind of family and graft them in. He, and he talks about these, these churches being grafted in, and, but they're not of the original life. He said, but when that vine gives out another branch, it's going to bring forth of the original life. Amen, because it can't help it. If it's a peach, it's going to bear forth a peach. If it's an orange, it's going to bear forth an orange. If it's a tomato, it's going to bear forth a tomato. It's going to bring forth whatever is in the root. Amen, and this is exactly what's taking place in this life. You see, very quickly you can find out what people are because of who they're connected to and what they're connected to. I heard something very good today that all of us could use a little checkup. He's on the Christian radios listening to some Christian music on the way in. Man, come on there with a little, with a little uh, Bible uh, charge, I guess, or whatever. Just a very quick charge. And he says, you know, he said in the time that we're living in, Satan, and I'm just paraphrasing, Satan has programmed us to look down. He gave us something to look at. I'm guilty of it. Every one of us is guilty of it. Our phones. 
He said, but a Christian is not programmed to look down. A Christian's programmed to look up. Yes. Yes. Amen. And he said, what is it? Because in looking down, you start looking at all the, and he, he, he talks about it, and it's true. There's a lot of good things there. But if we're not careful, we get connected to the wrong things. And before we know it, we spend hours and hours on the wrong things. When our eyes ought to be looking up for our redemption's drawing nigh. Amen. He said, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. This goes for any minister, goes for any church, goes for any people. Without him, you're nothing. Goes for every father, goes for every mother, goes for every child, goes for every person that's trying to make yourself something. Without him, you're nothing. He's, oh, I'm gonna be this and I'm gonna be that. Without Christ, you are nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch. As we heard Wednesday night, God does not like fruitless trees. And it's withered, and the man gathered them, cast them into the fire, and they are burned. But if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Now, I want you to understand, as we're taught here, it's not so how many tapes I'm listening to, how many, I got to abide in them, I got to abide in them. We're not in reformation, uh, reformation and all that, and I ain't spent 12 hours a day in prayer. That's not, no, it's the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. It'll direct you in a prayer life. It'll direct you in take life. It'll direct you in the Bible life. It'll direct you in all those things. That is abiding. And when you have the Holy Ghost inside of you, then you can ask what you will. And it'll be given. In place there in Jehovah Jireh, he said, if Jesus will come to this platform and these people will produce the same kind of life, and do the same things that he did here on earth. Will you accept him for your needs? Will you raise your hands to him and say, I'll accept him for my needs. Lord bless you. He said, Brother Branham, aren't you afraid to make that kind of statement? No, sir. He promised it, and it's his promise, and he will bring it to pass. No matter anything contrary to it, I say it. Anything contrary to that, I say it's a lie. God said so. That settles it. God is the same. Jesus is the same. The works are the same. His life is the same. He acts the same. He acts in you as if he would when he was here on earth. If you're connected to the vine. And what he did say, ye are the vine. I, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. And then you also see the other tree bringing forth fruit. There was two trees in the garden, right? Tree of life and the tree of good and evil. So you also see when it puts out another branch, it's of the same life. We, you know, we focus on the tree of life, and that's our, that's our message. But don't forget, there's a tree of good and evil as well. Amen. And when it puts out, it's still the same life. That's why you can see people that would stand there and curse him and mock him and make fun of him. And 2,000 years again, are doing it all over again. Why? It's of the same branch, of the same vine. It's of the same life. It's coming from underneath. Amen. He talks about the tree of life. He said the roots of that tree goes all the way up through all those realms and wraps around the throne of God. 
It has a source. It has a strength. It has a life. And it feeds the body. It's fed them now for 2,000 years. And it hasn't run out of strength. We can rejoice. We got strength for the journey as we heard Sunday ago. He's El Shaddai. He hasn't run out of strength. He hasn't run out of peace and joy and happiness and healing and deliverance. And he hasn't and he never will. But we see those vines running through Scripture, twins of every revival. I mean, goodness, you can go through all of them. The branch is energized by the life of the vine. Therefore, Jesus has no lips tonight on earth but mine and yours. He has no eyes but mine and yours. Now, if this is for the tree of life, it's also true for the tree of good and evil. The devil has no lips, but who gives it to him? He has no voice, but who gives it to him? He has no life, no ability, but who yields their body as his temple. That's why you see all the piercings that's going on and people changing themselves. I mean, people going through crazy amounts of surgery to look like cats and dogs And then we've got to change our whole school system, as we talked about here a while back, of, of a woman that stood up and said, look, I quit. So when a, when a, when a teacher gets, gets fired or, or put on, on leave because she wouldn't meow back to a child that, re, that identified themselves as a cat, said, I'm done. This world is crazy. And if you don't think it's crazy, that means you're crazy with it. Because people ain't crazy unless they're different from you. As long as they act like you, they ain't crazy. They might be, but you don't know that. Because you're right there with them. And you acting like them just like them. And you're doing everything just like they do. And you look at them and say, man, that's a fine guy. That is awesome. And somebody over here is looking at both of you and saying, you're a bunch of crazy idiots. Nuts. I would the world don't think they're crazy. Apparently, they think the sanity to believe in the things they believe in. And they got all kinds of them that believe the same thing. If you think the world and the majority has a sane mind, you've lost your mind. You're in the same boat with them. And if you think this world is okay, if you think this world is just fine, there's something wrong with you. You're connected to the same source that the world is connected to. And this world is going to burn. That's not my words. That's thus saith the Lord. Read it right here. You say, well, it ain't come to pass. Well, look how many prophecies has come to pass. What makes you think that one ain't? The devil has eyes on this earth. He has voices on this earth. He has spirits that overtake people to the point that they can speak out of them. Come in a prayer line. Be there. Lay your hands on them and hear them. It's real. You want to go around life and think there ain't nothing real, there ain't no God? Well, I can tell you one thing. There's a devil... 
Amen. If there's a devil, there has to be a God. He has no hands but mine or yours. He energizes us and brings forth his life as he brings it through us. Whether it's by preaching the gospel by lips or seeing the vision by eye, whether whatever it is laying hands on the sick, is Christ working through the branches of his church. Every office literally electrified by his presence. Hallelujah. Amen. We're seeing the world being lit up by the Sodom and Gomorrah spirit and their lives are electrified by hell. There's also a body here on this earth, the body of Jesus Christ that's being literally electrified by his presence. It's electrified. How can I be lit up like that, Brother Timothy? It's very easy. Plug in. It's very easy. Just plug it in. Man, I'm looking for something. I don't see nothing here. Yeah, uh, better not go digging around in there. You can have whatever kind of, you sisters can have every kind of advi- uh, uh, appliance in your house. And it can look just as pretty sitting on your cabinet or in your closet. And you can bring it out and put it on your cabinet. And you can push every button on it. And sometimes you're like, what is wrong with this machine? This thing's stupid. I just bought it. It ain't working. No, you ain't plugged it in yet. I did it before. Man, you wiggle every knob on there and you try to... What's wrong with you? Come on, this thing's supposed to work. I've used it many times. What's wrong with it? There's a plug on the back of it. And apparently it's for a reason. And apparently if you don't plug it in, it's just going to sit there like a dead person. Like a, do- uh, like a knot on a log and just sit there. And just, oh, I now see what's wrong with a lot of people. Well, I'm not emotional. That means you're dead. And if your religion is dead, you need to bury it and get you a new one. That's the prophet of God. Amen. So in other words, you need to grab a hold of your life and the lifeline and say, God, where's my socket at? Where's my place at? I want to be plugged in to the presence of Almighty God. I want to be plugged in to the healing flow. I want to be plugged in to joy unspeakable and full of glory. I want to be plugged in to the presence of Almighty God. Literally electrified by his presence. I am the vine, you are the branches. The vine does not bear fruit. The vine only energizes the branch. The branch bears fruit. Oh, Brother Branham was here. He was a branch. He was not the vine. I know some people want to make him the vine, but he wasn't the vine. The vine is Jesus Christ. Let's get that straight real quick. The vine is Jesus Christ. Brother Branham was a branch that sprung out. Amen. As it would, the branches of that, that, that candlestick as it come out in that seventh church age and lit up, growing from the same source. He is a branch. So are ye branches. So are ye lights. So are ye. The presence of God can come and illuminate you as it did that branch. Why? Because you're connected to the same source. 
The same power that illuminated William Branham's life is the same power in the church of the living God. That's why we have the power over blood pressure and over cancer and over every demon of hell. It has been given to us, not by that branch, but by the vine. It's energized. There's energy taking place. If it's a pumpkin, it'll bear a pumpkin. If it's a watermelon, it'll bring forth a watermelon. If it's a grape, it'll bring forth a grape. If the church is in Christ, it'll bear Christ-like spirits. Uh-oh. When you see those spirits in a church that wants to divide and conquer and wants to separate families, that's not a Christ-like church. No, no. It'll have Christ-like works. It'll have Christ-like faith if it's properly connected. A good, healthy vine, not cut off, hanging down, withered away, but a real healthy branch connected to a vine will bring forth fruit. (laughs) I don't say this to be embarrassing to anybody, but one of the greatest trials in the building of this whole church was these lovely speakers up here. <laughs> Sound is like air conditioning. You know, it can't make everybody happy. Them brothers do an amazing job up there. And I wouldn't want their job. I had it. I didn't like it. And I don't want it. Because yeah. once the, it's cut, you don't have to be connected no more. Except some people. Some people, we ain't going to let them be disconnected. But we had issues, as many of you know, with these speakers. We hung them where Bo said hang them. We did what Bo said do, and they sounded terrible. You could come in here, and you could sit over there and be a wonderful one service. The next service, couldn't hear a thing. Go over here, same thing. Over here, be too loud. Over there, be not loud enough. And we was having a fit. Them poor brothers, I don't know how they ain't gray-headed today. I got those strands right up in there just because of that. And we're wondering what in the world. We're trying everything. We tried to put extra speakers. Tried to do everything we could do. We tried to, we tried to buy whatever we had to buy. Whatever we had to do to make it, make it work. Finally, we got a hold of somebody. I guess Brother Mike, working through the people we bought it through, got a hold of Bose. They sent their main engineer who had designed these things. He came into this building, and he began to walk up and down that aisle right there. He turned on a certain kind of noise, some kind of noise they listened to to hear all the frequencies. And he walked up that aisle. He walked back down and he walked back up and he turned back around. And he said, I bet every dollar I got is right wired wrong. What? Wired wrong? What do you mean wired wrong? Well, we didn't know this. Bose is a little different. It's got, it's got, I don't remember exactly now, but it's not like a normal speaker's. Uh, normal be positive, negative, positive, negative. Bose did something like positive, negative, negative, positive. And so two of the wires were wired backwards and every, every main, every speaker, everything. And it was causing all the issues we had. You know what it took? It took an engineer who had engineered it and he come in with a little screwdriver in 10 minutes and he fixed it wire. It was all perfect. And he said, set it back to manufacturer settings. We set it back in this whole room filled with music. And it was so wonderful and it was so pleasant. And it was so great. And I was like, wow, it's amazing what the man who designed it can do. 
He knows it inside and out. He put every speaker, he lined it all up. He, he, this, these speakers are called room that match speakers. They're, they got certain horns. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not educating all that, but I understand. It's got certain horns that point certain directions to have, amen, a, a perfect sound in every part of the building. And we have, we're being blessed by those things. And, and, and it, but it, it wasn't working. But the engineer that designed it came and he said, I know what's wrong and I know how to fix it. And he took the screwdriver and he changed over those wires and he said now set it back to what I had it in the beginning and in the beginning it'll produce it now Amen. Churches have come down through 2,000 years and they wired it wrong. And they put this over here. They didn't read the manual. They didn't read what the Bible said. But the presence of God came in this age. And it said this thing's supposed to make a certain sound. It's supposed to sound a certain way. Hallelujah. Angels, bring down the tool chest. Bring down and come here and set it back to factory settings. Set it back to what it was in the beginning because it'll sound the same as it did in the beginning because it came from the same branch, from the same vine. Hallelujah. Maybe this morning your, your voice and your life is not sounding out. You got high spots, you got low spots, you got no spots. There is a word. There is an engineer that can come in this building and just a few minutes turn a few screws. Change you back to what they were in the beginning. Hallelujah. Maybe you got some down moments right now. He can turn a few screws. Don't take him long. Don't take him long. He designed the thing in the beginning. I think Brother, Brother Henry Green said something like this. He said, God started his church in the beginning like he wanted it. And now he wants his church like he started it. Brother Brandon would say over and over, he said, when, if that vine ever puts forth another branch, it'll have the same life, it'll have the same power, it'll have the same everything. It'll be the same light. It'll be moving, it'll be pulsating, it'll be energizing. There'll be something taking place in that church. Amen, it won't be a church of dead works and dead letter and sitting like a dead stump on the law or dead bump on the law. It won't be sitting like that. There'll be something pulsating on the inside. It'll be alive. Amen, be like that spring that Brother Brandon would walk to. He said, are you bubbling because I'm here? Are you bubbling because a deer drink from you? Are you bubbling because the birds come down and they sing? He said, if that spring could ever speak out, it said, I'm bubbling, not because you're here, not because of the deer, not because of the birds. I'm bubbling because there's something underneath me that's pushing out. Amen. Amen. Maybe you're on the stream this morning. You wonder what's wrong with that church. What's going on there? What's happening there? I can tell you what's up. We've been connected to the same source that Peter was connected to. The same gate and laymen be walking there and sitting there saying, The name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And they throw down their cigarettes and they throw down their drinking and they walk away from it. Why? It's the same source. Is somebody with me this morning? Ye are the light. Christ is in his church, it'll bear Christ like spirits. 
Christ-like works, Christ-like faith. So how do we get it to where now we don't need what they had back then? Well, then you're not an original branch. You've been grafted in. You're just like the church of Christ. You can call yourself a message. I'll call you message of Christ. That may help you feel better. Church of Christ, you can call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. But if you ain't got that original life flowing through you, you've been grafted in. Well, we don't need Pente- Pentecostal things. We, we got the fullness of the word. And it's nothing but a bunch of dead letter. I don't know who you might think we are. You want to put us off as a bunch of emotionalists. But we ain't rejectors of the word. We didn't reject the word and just take emotion. We, re- we accepted the word of God. And we're rejoicing in the word of God. I'm not rejoicing because I got a tingling. I'm not rejoicing because I got a feel good time. I'm rejoicing because I saw my name on the book. I'm rejoicing because the word's been opened to me in my day. And then in that opening of the word, it revealed so many things. But you know one of the most important things it revealed in there? I'm written there. You're written there. Amen. Could you imagine if you got called up tomorrow, amen, to go before a judge and you didn't really know what it was about and he opened up this letter and he began to say, Aaron Oglesby, you have a certain, certain person died and it left you $10 million. It left you 10,000 acres. It left you a great home. It left you all kinds of things. My goodness, you'd begin to, wow, this is amazing. This is great. I'll take it. It's mine. It's got my name on it. I got identification. That's my name. That's who I am. I am that person. I receive it right now. Oh, this is what's happening this day. An open book has come down. Hallelujah. And it said, I don't have you just a fine home. That'll revolve the rod and the mill do a rot. I got your home that'll never rot. I got your place that'll never decay. I got your place you don't ever have to leave again. Woo! Amen. If an earthly judge will give you a place, one day you'll die, one day you'll have to leave, one day all the money will be gone. But in the reading of this life, Timothy Pruitt has a new body waiting on him. He's got a mansion that won't die, won't rot away. Bugs will never get it. Weeds will never grow over it no more. They'll be all dealt with and done away. How about you, Ella Dale? Do you see your name? Dad Paris, do you see your name? Do you see your name this morning? Why did the light dawn? Why did the light come in this generation? So it could shine on the book. Woo! There my name is. There I am. That's me. I got the identification. That's who I am. Let's rejoice in the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. That's who I am. Ye are the light. Literally electrified by his presence. I'm not done yet, but let's just praise him for a moment. Hallelujah. Hey, if you see your name there this morning, I believe there ought to be a little rejoicing there. 
a vine connected to a branch, a branch connected to the vine. And Jesus said, when that happens, the works that I do shall ye do also. Because you know why? It's the same life. So it can't do different works. Or it's not the same life. Sometimes that's just too simple and it goes, pew. People go, well, we got something different now. We got this, we got that. And their lives are dead. There's nothing coming from them. No, no fruits of the spirit. No true brotherly kindness. People can say they got brotherly kindness and treat you like a devil. Come on, man. Ain't true brotherly kindness. That's an evil spirit you took. given by a creed or a dogma, passed down by a man, it's not connected to the original vine. The works that I do shall ye do also. Even greater works. Brother Brown dealt with that. How could it be greater than what he did? It ain't greater. It's now not just one body. It's not just one little vine coming up. It's branched out. And it's branched out over in Russia, Ukraine, Europe. It's branched out all the way down to the dark places of Africa where they ain't no, and you wonder how in the world, I, you know, I was down in South America and I, I, I got the privilege, one of my first, well, it was my first actually mission trip, preaching trip. Went, I went before that with my dad, but this is the first time I went to minister in 2003. Thought I'd go back, never been back to that place. Flew an hour in this little puddle jumper held together what looked like baling wire and duct tape. It ain't always, woo, you get to see the world. But sometimes you're like, am I gonna make it? And I'm thinking, well, Paul made it on a ship that they was trying to, you know, see. Mercy. And I'll never forget, went down in there about the same time I called home and my papa Butch was being taken to the hospital with heart issues. Mind battles? Oh, yeah, there wasn't no phones to call home down in there for a whole week. I didn't know if he'd be alive when I came out. The devil tried to tell me all kinds of things. I didn't know if I'd be alive. I mean, it's, it was serious. And I'd get in that boat, and we'd go eight hours up this river. It was our highway. It was a river. And up to this little village. They didn't even know we was coming. I think I've told this, but... And I'm thinking about it like, how in the world did the message get up here? There wasn't no internet. There wasn't no clicking on a website. How in the world? Because we're not just eight hours now up a river. There's no telling how far we are back to the mouth where it comes from the ocean because this river was connected to the ocean because it would go up and down with the tide. And I don't know how far up in there we was, but we was a ways. And we took this boat eight hours, and I'm, I'm on my way. I'm thinking, how? Brother Basil, as we was talking, began to describe he was out fishing. He was a commercial fisherman out there in the ocean, and some pirates got after him. He thought, he said, man, I thought this was going to be a bad day. I'm about to lose everything. He said, I saw the mouth of this river, and I ran up in it and hid up in here. He said, while I was up in here, I began to go into the little village while I was hiding from them pirates. I walked into the little village off the river and I began to spread the gospel. And that's how the message got in here. You dumb devil. Yeah. Trying to ruin somebody's day. You didn't do nothing but spread the fire. Sometimes you need to realize some days your days ain't being ruined. 
Sometimes your days are being made. Thank you, Lord. That was real good. We get. We always think, man, my biting against the fight. Don't forget who's leading you. We get so sidetracked by the, all the nonsense around us, we forget who's the light, the light in front of us. I mean, think, think of the children of Israel. They thought, we're about to have a bad day. Been following this light, and he led us right to a Red Sea. And now the Pharaoh's coming behind us. There's mountains over here. How are we going to get out? Their day was about to be made. Because the first time in history was a sea about to be open and walk across on dry land. Could you imagine the stories they was able to tell their children for generations after generations of what they witnessed and felt because of a bad day? So his message gets up in there because of pirates. We're on our way up in there, and they didn't, this, this group of Indians, they didn't know we was coming. We couldn't get, we couldn't get to them. Felt to go. So we get out, we pull off the mouth of this uh, little river and pull into a creek, and out of the bushes steps this white-haired Indian they just don't know how old he is. They don't keep up with time. They don't keep up with miles. They don't keep up with nothing but food. He steps out, and he's got a couple guys with him, and there he got something like a, ain't a spear, but it's something like a big rod, and he's shouting, shouting. And I'm, what in the world going on? Look over Brother Basil, and he got tears coming down his eyes. He looked over at me and Brother Danny and Brother Jackie Benton. He said, this is the chief. I believe he was a chief or one of the elders in that tribe. He said, last night an angel came to him in a dream. He said, go to the mouth of the creek. I've got three white men bringing fire. That'll put some confidence in you. God knows where I'm at. He knows how many there is of us. He didn't say two. He didn't say one. He said three. One, two, three. He's talking about me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here we are. No wonder Paul had the confidence when they're grabbing that wood and that snake bit him. And he just looked at that thing. You said, you dumb devil. Shook him off in the fire and killed him. Oh, my God. What we could do with that this morning. As Satan thinks he's going to try to defeat you and try to tear you down, his bite is only an opportunity for his death. His attack on you is an opportunity for God to rise up and the light of God's word totally destroy your enemy. Christ and his church energizing, bringing the same same things he did when he was on earth. He's did it in all ages gone by. So how come we think he's going to do it different here? He's in his church doing the same thing. Oh, oh, I see what it is. It says it's too bad. We've drawn lines and barriers and got different little sensations and isms instead of taking what God said to be the truth. Now we know why people think he's going to do it different. But to make light up in these light bulbs that we're looking at this morning, it takes it's two pieces of material. It takes a, 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 a neutral and a hot wire. It takes it, takes it to, to bring a, Brother Brown will call it a dynamo. 
and actually make to make a and I don't know all the signs that brother I could probably get brother James Mitchell up here and he could tell us all about it but you, you on a on a motor electric motor it has to take both forces to make it turn right. takes it to make it move like a dynamo dynamo that'll make that thing do to make it light, make it light and said when you get those two pieces of material to work together it'll make faith it'll make power it'll make healing when the believer and God gets to turning together so it sounds like to me, you're not allowed, if you want to work in this kind of capacity, you're not allowed just to sit dead as a hammer. It takes both of you, you and God, turning together. Amen. Turning together. And that, when that happens, it generates the power of his resurrection. Shoo. When a believer takes his word in their heart, it begins to generate it. It begins to bring forth faith. And it be, because he promised it, everything is in line. And the only thing you have to do to get electricity then is push the button. That's all you have to do when this scripture is to be fulfilled. Press the button. Don't be afraid. It will produce what it said it would. But sometimes theology and church doctrines and everything clog up the faith line. It becomes a break in a connection, clogs up lines to you've been taught that those things can't be, and oh that oh now I know why. People been taught it can't be that way. So we're finding out it's not God that said it, it's man that said it. Man's decreed it that to be thus. And there we take man's ideas versus God's word. It's pretty simple. Clogged up the lines till you've been taught that those things can't be. And it puts a blockage there. He said, could you imagine this building here being energized tonight for light by, by the electricity? Electricity is an unseen force. When it was harnessed and brought on, you know, when Benjamin Franklin, I believe it was, I've got a historian here, he might get help me. But I believe Benjamin, the, the thought is that Benjamin Franklin sent something up in the air. And I guess lightning struck it. Was that him that did that? It's a story. Sounds good. Send it up in there and had something tied on this line and like electric, electric, uh, uh, lightning bolt hit it. And he said, I got it. I got it. But he didn't know what he had. He had something, but he didn't know what he had. But along came Edison and put it to work. And today we can send a wireless telegram right from here, anywhere in the world by wireless telegram. It's an unseen force moving through space that no man can catch it. Now, we're way beyond all of that, right? But, so, so I, but only machinery can catch it because it's too fast for the eye. Yet there's a force that there's telegrams coming right through here now. I mean, we can hook up a TV. We can hook up a radio. We can hook up all kinds of things. There's, there's unseen forces coming through this building. Even Brother Bradham would talk about it. He said there's unseen force of the Holy Ghost even that's moving through this building. He said there's a sending station, but there has to be a receiving station. And the receiving station has to be wired correctly to be able to receive from the sending station. That thing up there, he ain't wired to receive anything like that. But if you wired it correctly, it would put pictures on there. If you wired it correctly, sometimes they have issues with it. What is the problem? Something done gotten disconnected. Something done caused a problem. Something's wrong in the computer. There's a disconnection or a blockade somewhere. And once you get that connected, it'll send it again, but then it'll also receive it again. 
And this is where he's at. He said, see, once handed in the right capacity, amen, to receive. He said, how much more could the power of the Holy Ghost once passed through a human heart by faith, what could it do? He had talked about a man, a mental guy that supposedly they can take, by their mental capabilities could break glass. Look at it, stare at it, do whatever, and break glass. I don't know how they do it, but he said that's, he said, that's a perverted thing. He said, imagine if they can do it by a perverted thing, what a real thing will do. Whew. See, God has not promised us electricity, only just might have to set them free, but look what the Holy Spirit has promised to the believers today. Then when we look back and see that God put electricity here for a certain thing, and science is moving in there and tapping into it. But we as Christians, if we're not careful, we become too clogged, where we can't see it, we can't feel it, we don't know nothing about it. The doctor said, I can't well. He said, get well. He said, as long as you're thinking that. He said, but if you'll think God's thoughts, he said, but as long as you think that, you're going to go into, well, I'm going to just die. Doctor said I'm going to die. He said, oh, regard, best regards to the doctor. That's the best of his knowledge. He said, you're going to die. That's human speaking. I believe the same thing. But by the word, I can't believe it. Amen. Because he promised that whatsoever I asked the Father in his name, it would be granted. If God could just send that clear little channel and run that energy to that place, then something's going to happen. The whole body is set together to operate, and life begins to move. Just as sure as it takes every member of my body to operate and give me life, so does it take every member of the body of Christ to operate together to get it right. And some are put as teachers, apostles, prophets, gifts of healing, miracles, speakers of tongues, interpretation, so forth. All these things are for one great mystic body of Jesus Christ moving on earth today. Lights. My goodness. He said the body is correctly wired up. When that heavenly father turns that master switch on, something's going to move. Oh, so either it ain't came time for the switch to be turned on or he hits the switch and something's been disconnected somewhere because if he hits the switch and it's properly connected, it's going to move. It's going to hum. It's going to happen. It's going to take place. There's nothing going to stop it. Amen. He said, now, see, what happens is if it's properly taught and every fiber of your body lost in Christ and his word, he said, now, if you got theology, if you got some doctrine, you got some superstition, you got some unbelief, you got something that stops them somewhere, then that energy can never pull through you. But when you got to a place where you're perfectly wired and the master electrician is okayed by the ceiling of the Holy Spirit, the only thing there is is to turn the switch on. Ooh I love this next statement. And he said, when you turn that switch on, there will be a light show. I don't know about you, but I like a good light show. It's something about a light show. I, I like watching it, whether it's uh, lasers or whether it's uh, fireworks, whatever it is. I enjoy a light show. 
Amen. And I enjoy, there's nothing more I enjoy than a person who's been so dark and dead in sin. And they've been dead for years after years after years. But everything's being wired. Sometimes you don't know what's going on, but he's wiring it up. He's changing all the tied up knots and he's taking and untying it and he's putting this wire here where it belongs. That wire there where it belongs. This over here, justification where it belongs. Sanctification where it belongs. And all of a sudden it comes time to hit the switch. I enjoy those times. Amen. A pastor, you know, sometimes can preach and preach and preach and never see a light show. He's, some, he's the ox of the team. He can preach and he can plant and he can sow and he can, he can, he can till and he can do all kinds of things and he never sees the harvest. Some, many times you don't see the harvest under his ministry, but he'll bring a person in. And that man will begin to preach a certain thing. And something all of a sudden strikes that heart and a switch comes on. And a light show takes off. And light begins to dawn in a dark place. That's why it's important for pastors and everything. You can do it all by yourself. Amen. We need the whole body. We need the evangelists. We need them all. We need them to come because you never know who God will use to flip a switch. And don't ever get weary in him and well doing because he's behind the scenes all the time wiring up the building. You say, I ain't seen them in my child. I ain't seen it in my husband. I just keep praying. God's working on the wire. Keep praying. God's untying all the knots. He's putting the red one where it belongs, the black one where it belongs, the white one where it belongs. Could you imagine what this building would do? It would burn down to slap to the ground if this place wasn't wired right. And you try to, it would throw every breaker and do some all kind of damage. Amen. But it took somebody with the right knowledge to take the, the right lines and run them to the right place, hook them to the right things, to the right screws, and tie it all in. And now it works. I mean, this building's amazing. You walk into a, build, into a place and the, and the lights come on. Now, just in case some of y'all's wondering, that doesn't mean you got some special blessing. That means somebody wired it up that way. You know, I heard a man one time went to an airport for the first time. And he ain't never seen uh, water that automatically ran when you put your hands under. He ain't never seen where you went over there to the place and all of a sudden the air, or you got up and it automatically flushed, or you walked away and automatically flushed. He ain't seen none of that. You know what he thought? Man, I just become real. I must be real spiritual. I put my hands there and the water just comes on. No, somebody did that. This building was wired for lights to come on. It's a wonderful thing because we don't have to go around trying to make sure all these lights are out. Because they automatically go back out at certain times. It was done that way. And you don't know sometimes just what God's doing in your family. You don't know just what, how he's wiring it all up. And he's working in the background. There's so much in here in these walls, you don't even see working, but it's still working. We see the fruition of it, see the manifestation of it. Hey Amen. if it wasn't working, we'd be sitting in the dark. But it's working. You don't see it all. It's all behind sheetrock and paint and rock and car- carpet. Even underneath this building, there's stuff working. God's always working. He's going to make your child's light shine. You just make sure you're there and ready to see the, flip, the switch flipped on. Because there's going to be a light show. 
I remember the testimony of Sister Kathy's nephew. I was there right after his, his experience with God. If I understand right, here's a boy that was out, gone, deep. And I understand he walked into his bedroom. And the presence of God met him there. And his, 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 uh, his switch got flipped. I love, how, I love how the chosen picked up on that. All those fish swimming in one direction. Dark. But all of a sudden they illuminate and they turn and go the other way. This is exactly what happens in a Christian's life. Amen. If you're dark this morning, you're swimming with all the other darkness. You're going right along to the same place they're going. But there is a man who can turn on the light. He knows exactly how to wire your life. You say, Brother Timothy, you don't understand all that's went on in my life and all the things that I've done and all the mistakes and all my, my dad did to me, my mom did to me, and this one over here did that and that one. God knows how to make all, uncross all of that. And he knows how to take that wire. Yep, it's in the wrong place. I'm putting it right here where it belongs. This one's on the wrong place. I'm putting it right here where it belongs. This one's over here in the wrong place. I'm putting it right there where it belongs. Yeah. I was at Brother Derek's coffee shop the other day. Sister Rebecca said, hey, our sealer quit. Our coffee, they got a nice little machine. You just run them bags through and it seals them so you can coffee can come. This is a shameless plug. Your coffee can be just sealed and delivered to you. Fresh, good. It went out. You know why? Because somebody thought it was a good idea to put an emergency stop switch in that thing. And that emergency swap, that stop switch had apparently malfunctioned and caused the whole thing to go off. Brother Derek is over there like, well, I got to do this. I'm just going to go order me another one. Sorry, Brother Derek. I'm just telling it like it happened. Going to go order me another one. So we, me, and, me and Sister Ruth was there, and we started looking for a, sw- a fuse. And see if, finally, Sister Ruth found the other, you know, this thing was made in China. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different situation. Yeah. Nothing's in English, so you can't find no, nothing that you can even understand. So I'm just trying to follow wires. Where's this? She finds a fuse. The fuse is good. We test it. It's all good. Plug it back. It's like this and that. And I said, I looked at that emergency stop thing. I said, you know what? Somebody thought that was a good idea. But now it's malfunctioning. It's shut it off permanently. You know, there's a lot of people who want some emergency stop switch in the service. And they'll wire them right in. <laughs> Oh boy. A lot of preachers are wiring right in. People get a little bit too fanatical. Boom. No, we can't have that. That's emotion. No, somebody's getting sealed. Boy, this is good. I didn't even know this was going to happen. Pretty soon I got up there and I looked at that wire and I said, I'm going to cut that thing. I'm going to bypass it. We don't need it no how. Ain't nothing but bags being sealed. Big deal. It ain't going to kill you. Amen. If your finger runs through it, it'll just be sealed. (laughs) And so I grabbed the wire cutters and I cut that wire and I hooked them together real quick. We plugged her in and that thing come on. I said, yep, that's what the problem was. It's that dumb emergency switch right there. And so we took something. We made that permanent. You know what we did? We took that emergency switch. It looks like like it's there, but you can hit it all you want to. It ain't going to work. 
You can knock it on it. You can do everything you want to do it. You can pop it up and down. And you say, hey, please, please. It ain't going to work. Let me warn you. You come to this service. You might think you've got an emergency stop switch. It ain't going to work. Amen. It's been bypassed by the word of God. It's been taken away. And we're running and energized by the presence of almighty God. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you there is an electrician in this building that will unwire every stoppage in your life. He'll unwire every blockade in your life and he'll plug it up and it'll begin to whirl. All things are possible. It'll begin to whirl. Healing is mine. Deliverance is mine. I ain't that man no more. I ain't that woman no more. I am his. And the devil's over there hitting the stop switch. He's over here hitting the stop switch. Stop him. Stop him. Too late. It's been bypassed. Too late. It's been done away with. It don't work no more. Hallelujah. How many here this morning can say my stop switch has been unwired? It's been destroyed. And I'm going on with Jesus. Let's stand at our feet this morning. There will be a light show. Quit trying to stop the presence of God. God is trying to seal some people. God is trying to seal them until the day of their redemption. So they arrive to their destination sealed in an up-to-date experience. Oh, let's just praise him this morning. Ye are the light. Ye are the light. The city set on a hill. It cannot be hid. It can't be stopped. Devil, this bride can't be stopped. Devil, some of you need to say, Devil, this healing can't be stopped. Devil, my victory can't be stopped. Devil, my peace can't be stopped. Devil, my experience can't be stopped. I have been wired by the Master. I have been wired by you. Lord, we thank you, Father. We thank you for your word that illuminates our lives, Lord. Thank you for the power that's been given in this generation. Lord, we can have the same power they had on the day of Pentecost. We can have the same power they had, Lord, all down through the ages, up to this age. Holy Spirit has come and energized us by his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, signs and wonders, wonders following them that believe. Oh, devil, you better be careful because your stop switch has been unwired. You can't stop the resurrection. You can't stop this body change. You can't stop the healing that's taking place in bodies this morning. You can't stop the regeneration of souls. You can't stop the presence, the power of the resurrection. You didn't stop it 2,000 years ago, and you can't stop it now. His bride will be victorious. We know where we stand. The Holy Ghost pulsating through our lives. You tried to stop them and they rotted in jails. They fed the lines. They were sawed asunder. They were jerked to pieces, but you couldn't stop it then and you won't stop it now. Hallelujah. The word of God's been sowed in our hearts. It's too late, devil. It's too late, devil, right here. We're moving in the signs of the resurrection. We've been wired, amen, to the same wire he was wired to presence of Almighty God. 
And I want to warn you, Satan, the same wire you hit 2,000 years ago and it burned off every feather you got, you come against this bride and it's going to burn you all over again to a place that you'll never be seen or heard from again. What a day. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. What a mighty God you are, Lord. What a wonderful Savior. Hallelujah. Sing something, Mike. Hallelujah. 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 I got one more thing. One more thing. You start playing the song. I got one more thing. Brother Bram talks about an article in Reader's Digest where they've done a study of a man praying, done an x-ray, and light was coming from his body. Showed how that in that, they sent healers, what they call healers, into a hospital to pray. And it was more done by divine healing than medical cures had performed. And here they find this ray of light coming from his hand. God knew, he says, God knew what he was talking about when they said they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover because that light was going to drive out darkness now I want you to do something for me and every how many believers here this morning well when you lay your hands there's lights going to come out of your body into those bodies around you won't you lay hands on one another and let's pray together in faith right now I don't, know, I don't know what your issues all are. I know there's sickness here. I know there's other issues here. But right now, light's going to drive out darkness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, I'm not going to do all the praying. You've got your hands on them. Now, you pray for them. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come, Lord, today as believers. Lord, you said lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Lord, there's light coming from these hands. Lord, there's a darkness here that has escaped the the doctor's eyes. They don't know what it is that causes these issues in this body. But this light knows what it is. And this light is going to go seek out this darkness and destroy the works of darkness. Now, Satan, you take your hands off of God's property for the glory of Almighty God. Let light come into this body like never before. Down to the nerves, down to the, the members of his body, into these legs and these feet and this neuropathy and whatever the cause of it leaves right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, yes. Maybe there's somebody else here that's right now. You got your heart. You've had on your heart. You're free to go to them. Lay your hands on them. Amen. Let's put the scripture in the, in the orbit. Let's put it into action. They shall lay hands upon the sick. And they shall. There's light going through bodies. Pushing out darkness. I didn't get into it. He said, we are now, he's the Messiah. We are the Messiahs. Little lights. That's what the church is to be. Lights. Little anointed ones. You are anointed to tear down Satan's kingdom. You are anointed to overcome that cancer. You are anointed to destroy the works of the devil. Let your light shine. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, why don't you go ahead and praise him now for it? Let your voice sing out praises. God has done a great thing for me. Thank you, Lord. 